previously on Describe Your Kill. Roll for initiative! Seems to be wielding some sort of lightning magic and has a large battle axe in his hand. You kill Belinda! Alpha <laughs> Belinda! A little bit of scene is what I see and cast Inspire Courage. Can we just acknowledge how cruel that is? The door itself gets kicked open, but you see nobody there. I know what you're thinking. Has he got a gun? To tell you the truth, I've forgotten myself in all this excitement. You see yet another fireball spell. I've seen you fail before, and I will see you fail again. What do you call a dead assassin? I don't know. Belinda. Hello and welcome back everyone. Can you believe we're now on episode 8 of The Death of Destiny? After a brutal combat last week, we finally get back to the story. And believe me when I say, things for our heroes are about to get very interesting. I hope everyone is enjoying reading through the remaster documents. We're not quite ready to move over yet, but plans are afoot, and we'll share more of that over the coming weeks with you. Remember to check us out at describeyourkill.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy episode eight of Describe Your Kill, suited and looted. If you had come here tonight for some quality Pathfinder 2e content, then I'm sorry to say you are here for a two-hour discussion <laughs> about the merits of sneaking, the hidden condition, and invisibility. <laughs> Hello, boys. Good Hello. evening, good afternoon, good morning. Ahoy, hoy. How are we all? That was quite the fight. And the and the battle in Pathfinder 2 as well. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone feeling any clearer about the sneak rules, or are we still of the mindset that the GM just got it wrong and was overtired? Yeah, and I think we were, we I was also overtired. I was like, probably all were. We, we were all very clear on that. We were all very clear that <laughs> you were wrong. We discussed it in our business house. <laughs> hey. There's a couple of things to run through. Obviously, uh, last episode was all about the combat. You fought the tiefling. You fought the assassins, the friends of the dead Belinda. And you fought some kind of hideous invisible creature that managed to elude you for quite some time a couple of things i've been thinking about is maybe we do a a side cast or something similar where we maybe discuss some of those rules in a bit more depth and talk about what we did right and what we did wrong if that's something you'd like to hear then hop on the discord and tell us yeah i want to hear that or no i don't give a shit so the first one is around imprecise senses familiar with that gentlemen yes yes yes, yes. as a general like rule 4 a.m on a saturday <laughs> <laughs> i think that one of the first mistakes i made is that if we've got an invisible creature doesn't mean that it's always undetected because you do still have the sense of sound now in a room where there is a large combat happening people dropping in from the roof bells being cast etc but when the spell is being cast by the invisible creature you could argue that 
the undetected status probably should have been removed sooner because when you cast the spell it has to be audible you can't just cast spells in secret so any thoughts on that i'm not sure how that would be ruled though would it because it because if it's an imprecise uh, imprecise sense would we know exactly what square it's in just from hearing it cast the spell or would it give us a bonus to a perception check to find out when we're seeking or is there anything in the rules as written not hard and fast but if you read under imprecise senses it says hearing is an imprecise sense it cannot detect the full range of detail that a precise sense can you can usually sense a creature automatically with an imprecise sense but it has the hidden condition instead of the observed condition it might be undetected by you if it's using stealth or is in an environment that distorts the sense such as a noisy room in the case of hearing now i could argue that the room was probably quite noisy but saying that when that was the only creature left in that room there wasn't really nothing anything else making noise and the fireball spell does have the verbal component doesn't it sure it? does that does the lightning bolt that it casts so i think that was a mistake on my part the other mistake that kind of feeds in nicely is that once the creature had become hidden rather than undetected you of course were spending a lot of your actions to do the seek action which is a 30 foot cone uh, when I listened back to it and, and actually when we were playing of course it's a secret perception check you definitely failed two or three of those but also you were looking in the wrong place because as Jason kind of guessed I am a sneaky bastard and was moving the creature around the battleground thinking well just trying to predict where you might try and seek next which I had great fun with <laughs> this feels like quite a dour start can i just can i just say like to be Does just it? focusing on everything we're, we've done wrong no <laughs> because ultimately you did win the combat but we finished with this weird creature that you did get a glimpse of in its outline form managing to leave the battlefield and on to the good news though the good news is you are all now level 12. Yay! Yay! <laughs> yes! yes. <laughs> Some excitement. <laughs> Going back to episode one. That definitely wasn't three takes to get them to cheer. <laughs> no, just no. two. <laughs> so level 12, leveling up, obviously very exciting. And to kind of continue what i said about maybe doing something separate on a separate mini episode on stealth mechanics for example uh, something that's also been discussed is do we do a separate one on leveling up so we're going to go around the table i'm going to start with matty what does a level 12 sorcerer look like uh at level 12 aaron gets two feats and one of them is the class feat and i've taken signature spell expansion Ooh. Which, essentially, as a sorcerer, it gives me much more flexibility in the spells I can cast at different levels. So, um, essentially, I gain two additional signature spells, each of which must have a minimum level of third or lower. So, essentially, I can cast my level, my lower level spells at higher slots, um, which is very helpful. Cool. And I also... <laughs> there's been some feedback from listeners about the disturbing lack of medicine in our party and <laughs> as uh, as a group who've been playing together on this game for a number of years we knew that this was going to be an issue um, and so I have taken of course at level 12 
battle medicine. <laughs> so, the level one feet. The level one feet. Yeah. Um, I think. Best school feet. Yeah, thematically, <laughs> I think that, as you'll remember, Aeron has been taking a few uh, hits and has really never been in battle before. And so. Um, trying to pull out some knowledge of medicine that he's had in the past uh, he's just looking at how he can apply that and be more useful on the field just uh, especially given how much more danger we seem to be getting into uh, I also get a extra level 6 spell level 6 spell um, which I won't Ooh. tell you what it is at the moment uh, but yep. yeah that's it for me nice so battle medicine rears its ugly head once more <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure there can't be many parties anywhere that play Pathfinder 2E and don't have battle medicine. Never played in a campaign that had it. Commodes never had it. I've never played in a campaign where anyone had yeah, it. Yeah, but when you're building four DPS it's... builds with uh, flick mace, <laughs> flick mace, whatever it is, gnome flick mace feats, not necessary. Dual wielding. I just imagine Craig thinking that our, our home campaigns are just us rolling, Yeah. us playing Warhammer, basically. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Come on, it must have been a shock to you last week because to go into a combat with six rounds, I bet you didn't even think they went up that high, did they? (laughs) (laughs) No comment. By that point, his character's normally turned everything around him into a fine pink mist anyway. (laughs) All right. I refuse to give a statement (laughs) to that. (laughs) Thank you, Matty. Aaron spoke point, Aaron the Ashen. Let's go to our... Everyone's favourite bard, Malachi Bordello. <laughs> Malachi gains inspirational focus, which mm. when I refocus, instead of getting just the one focus point, I can now recover two focus points. Mm. What do you which, use your focus points for, Chris? What is The what focus is a- points are used for my bard focus cantrips basically so inspire courage dirge of doom those don't cost focus points they are cantrips uh, no, uh, okay so i have also got focus cantrips as well as part of another part of malachi's psyche so, so what focus spells do you have telekinetic projectile and That's telekinetic a... rend which i can they both cantrips but i can amp yeah. them up Ah. Oh, right, psychic. Psych- I completely forgot about the psychic. Ah. Yes, of course, that would be quite useful. So you can use a focus point to amp those, can you? Is yes. that how it works? Yes. Cool. To make them give them a little bit more power behind them. Nice. And okay. my skill feat, uh, sorry, Malachi skill feat, I have taken Eyes of the City. So you can track down targets with the help of locals. I can use diplomacy or society, whichever I'm trained in track creatures in settlements you chat with locals to help follow the trail of creatures you track at the gm's discretion there might not be enough people to speak to to follow the trail that's like a kind of survival type skill is it the track action uh yes it doesn't specify but i think we could probably yeah yeah it's a survival check or something for that well it's diplomacy here diplomacy or society Oh, you can use diplomacy or society okay, yeah. to track, but track is usually yeah. a survival check, so you'll be able to use those. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I, I thought like because we're going across uh, uh, Absalom, we might have to track down some some uh, some people that are less than uh, less than desirable. That would have been helpful I, um, at the start of the book. Well, I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, finding derail. 
Well, we'll see if it comes into use. And I also gain a sixth level spell. All right, let's go to Jason and Mr. Lupin Malice, our Thaumaturge gunslinger. <laughs> yes. Um, I think despite me saying that Lupin wasn't really planning on using his gun all that much, I think every single kill he's made so far has been with the gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, as much a surprise to me as it is to uh, to everyone else. So at level 12, uh, not a tremendously exciting level for the Thaumaturge. He gets a class feat and a skill feat. So uh, for the class feat, I've taken Elaborate Scroll Esoterica. That is not a Coheed and Cambria album. That is a feat <laughs> that... Uh, <laughs> just pause to appreciate my joke there. Coheed and Cambria, I mean, that is... Yeah, that's niche. Yeah. niche. <laughs> that's good. So yeah, you, you've picked up more scraps of magic texts. So Lupin mechanically can uh, now create a third level spell every single... Uh, sorry, third level scroll every single day. And oh, at okay. 14th level, he'll also be able to create a fourth level scroll as well. Cool. So containing. you already had one of that, one of those feats, right? This is kind of the evolution of it. Yes. So the uh, the original, I think it's uh, scroll esoterica feat. Yeah. Uh, that gave me a level one and a level two uh, scrolls with level one and level two spells. Uh, and then you one, make them each day as like a bit like uh, sort of consumables, but they expire within a day. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, exactly. So this one gives me at the moment a level three, and then in a couple of levels time, time I'll get a. F- spell as well nice and then for the skill feat having also had an ear to the ground around our relative lack of medicine (laughs) um lupin is not trained in medicine and i didn't get a uh, skill increase this time around to train him in medicine however he is trained in nature and uh, due to a complete lack of alternative feats to take (laughs) um lupin has taken natural medicine which means that he can use nature instead of medicine to treat wounds. Mechanically, I feel like, again, Lupin is a well-traveled man. I, I think he would probably, his travels have collected various sort of pieces of herbs and poultices and various bits and pieces that he can use to use to treat wounds and similar. Okay, and that's so it allows you to Lupin treat Malice. wounds. Uh, so you'll be sharing everyone's... Did you pick up those he- healing tools? I did, everyone? yeah. You did, yeah. With your with your spare gold, so you'll be able to borrow those tools. Is that right, Jason? And and perform uh, treat yes, wing. potentially. Alternatively, is I could very well use the um, prescient planner feat and uh, claim that Lupin bought some ages ago. Oh, tell <laughs> us about that quickly. Uh, that was a feat I took back at level seven. So Lupin can basically uh, he's someone who plans ahead. So I can take a minute to remove my backpack and re- and carefully remove an item i hadn't previously declared that i purchased the item must be a piece of adventuring gear can't be a weapon armor alchemical item magic item etc that's very cool so is all i do is just deduct the gold from my total and uh, lupin has always had healers tools <laughs> i didn't see that he just didn't tell everyone because yeah, absolutely. he just <laughs> didn't want to i never thought it'd come up you'll, you'll never learn otherwise <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stiff up a lip my boy <laughs> really adopting that father figure rule <laughs> I have to learn the value of money. <laughs> okay, is that all the level ups? I think so. Yeah. Oh, come on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Speak up, young lad. His face, his sweet face. A, a, a 
I tried to to see if you if you remember in time. You weren't sure if I was joking or not. Yeah, there was a little the look in the eyes and like. Yeah, I really wasn't. <laughs> I really wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got him. Little hook in his mouth. Got him. Do we really want to see what a twelfth level fighter looks like? Twelfth level fighter. Can... No, hang on. Fighter, rogue, uh, sorcerer. You got it. Excellent. It's it's actually not that bad. Okay. It's actually not that bad. Okay, so I also just gain a class and um and, and a skill feed. So um yeah, my, my class feed is actually I think the most boring one out of all of them. Uh it's uh dueling dance, which is basically just my dueling parry, but as a stance that I can enter, and then I continuously have the effects of dueling parry. Until I stop being in the stands. Oh, uh, okay. So basically, I can uh, spend an action to enter the dueling dance stance and have a permanent uh, plus two to my AC as long as my secondary hand is free and I'm wielding a one handed melee weapon. Ah, uh, okay. So there's no other way to knock you out of that stance or whatever. It's just as if you take no. one action to go into it. Right. So, so if, my enemy start, if my enemies start chucking you things and you accidentally catch them, that would, <laughs> that would take you out. Technically, technically I, um, I am still under the effect of dueling parry, but plus two to AC would permanently not apply to me as I have something in my other hand. Got it. Okay, cool. All right. So try to hit me when I'm, when I'm, when I'm wielding a potion or something. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Noted. Okay. I'm going to be using Mage Hand to put potions in your <laughs> right in your other hand. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's my that's my class feat. Right. Pause for just my... while I jot that down. <laughs> All right. Okay. And your skill feat, uh, Kamo. <laughs> my skill feat is going to be Battle Medicine. No. Um. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've had a look at some skill feats and I found one that. It's actually really flavorful considering an interaction we had earlier in, in an earlier session. But it is uncommon. So oh. if you do not want me to have it, I'm going to leave the campaign, but I can still accept <laughs> I, can still, I can still accept you saying no. Um, this is a bit like the kid who comes out of school with his mate next to him and says, can I, can I have Billy round, please? And Billy stood right there. You have waited... <laughs> Until we're live on air in front of millions of people. You come to me with your level 12 (laughs) fighter and say, can I have an uncommon skill feat? Right, well, let's, let's, uh, I'm going to say the... Technically, I'm asking. Yeah, technically, I'm asking. Um, Good. Right, let's, let's let's talk about, what's the name of this um, broken um, feat? The feat is called uh, Fane's Escape. Mm. It's, It's a two action activity that requires me to have a deck of playing cards in my possession. Yeah thematic um you're missing the ac- very, the access line of the feet though requires you to be a access line for me yeah so the is it does it require me to to i don't know buy you buy you some sort of well i'll take the v-bucks oh. <laughs> um you do have to be a member of the pathfinder society do i i'm just telling you what i'm reading uh, not anymore it's Not from, anymore, it's from the Lost Omens Pathfinder Society I, guide. All right, talk right, about but, let's talk about the feat. Let's tell us what it is, and but we can if you, we can all if make you a read decision. The text, you can, I'm pretty sure you can guess why it would be fitting for Wilhelm. All right, let's go. So, a good gateway requires an, a good distraction. You interact to draw a deck of cards and flip it in a fluttering explosion, 
causing you to become briefly hidden to all other creatures using, using vision as their precise sense. And then you sneak. You have enough cover to sneak until the end of your turn. This leaves all of the cards from the deck scattered about the room. Collecting them into a deck again takes several minutes. So it's basically 52 card pickup. Just... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's basically love the that. same. Do you want to say a magic trick? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's basically what Wilhelm did with uh, right before he killed Belinda. So I just I love the fact that after last week's episode, you thought what we need is more discussion around how sneak works. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got it pinned down, so it's all right. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to as we get very deep into the campaign. We've collected more Harrow cards, presumably. That uh, Wilhelm's going to have a full deck of the most powerful artifacts. <laughs> <laughs> he's just throwing them in the air, like now you see me, now you don't. <laughs> All right, Kamain, you can have your um, oh, illegal. So you, can have your Ill- you can have your illegal feet. Bane's escape, it's called. Let's uh, let's roll with it, and don't ever say that I don't give you anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> anything else, Kamon? Was that Wilhelm done? No, that's it. That's that's Wilhelm's level twelve. All right, let's play some Pathfinder, boys. Let's go to the map. Take it to the map. You are inside what is known as Stirrup and Barding. The creature that has whispered into Wilhelm's ear with the words, I've seen you fail before and I will see you fail again. But for now, I bid you goodbye. They were the last words this creature spoke. But I can tell you now you are out of combat. You are in this room. There were three dead assassins and one dead tiefling outside the room. Did we hear what the creature said to Wilhelm? Oh, I think I might have said that it whispered or spoke directly into Wilhelm's ear. Why don't you go ahead and roll perception checks? And uh, I'm going to set a DC 30. Oh, 28. Ooh, close one. Close. Lupin, do you want to roll that as well? You are stood right there. Uh, That's a natural 16 for 37. Lupin, you definitely heard these words. Malachi, you can roll. You're a bit further away, so it'll be DC 32 for you. Okie dokie. Can I use Bardic Law? (laughs) (laughs) Let's not start that now. I I have nor the time. Coming back to the time. The time nor the patience. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I rolled off the 20. That's a 26. So, Malachi, unfortunately, you do not hear this. Too busy with my own mind. So, I will hand over to you guys. So I think because we haven't heard the creature disappear or Aaron hasn't heard the creature disappear, he's kind of still frantically looking around because he thinks he's just lost sight of it again. He's like, is it, is it still here? Where, where is it? Where did it go? As Wilhelm sheaths his rapier, he slowly walks toward Aaron and sort of um, calmly um, exp- basically expresses that it's it's gone. And he says, you can rest it's it's gone it's, it's it has left while they're talking lupin quickly moves over to the uh to the front door where the uh tiefling is laying and uh, just grabs the body and drags it inside and closes the door <laughs> it's brutal man grab the tiefling 
drag it inside the main entrance. This is the very same entrance that, of course, you all snuck into. What even is this? These creatures, um, why are they coming after us? What What was the hmm. fireballs as well? I, they were coming out of nowhere. I didn't see... Yes, I, I suspect there was uh, there was at least one uh, one invisible creature, and uh, we should be cautious there. There could still be, be more. Did you catch a look at it? It was horrifying. Not, not a not a good look. Is I, I saw enough to to see that it, whatever it was certainly wasn't of this world. Well, this isn't getting part of this world either, is it? That's a tiefling, Malachi. Oh. I think I might have read about them <laughs> somewhere. Literally got one in your party. <laughs> I am not a tiefling. Stop saying that. I never said I was a tiefling. You're a tiefling. <laughs> While they're talking, Lupin will will bend over and will uh, start to to pat down the, the corpse to see whether there is anything on it. Let the looting begin. Let the looting begin. There is indeed items on this creature. There is a plus two striking wounding battle axe. Ooh. There is a plus one half plate armor and an unusual steel colored feather token. Dare say this was what was uh, speeding him up. First things first, uh, does anyone want the battle axe? Is that going to be of any use to anyone? Aaron, maybe? I uh, somehow <laughs> think that <laughs> I'm not going to be up close and personal. <laughs> well. Alakai, he is, uh, you know, he's up for wielding a different kind of axe. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah, hey. Like it, like it. Very good. Like it. I'm at the Jake slightly now. delirious stage tonight. of the evening. Yeah. Um, old, uh, my old Kitar here is uh, it's good enough for me at the moment. So I will, I'll take the, the battle axe and pop it in the bag of holding unless anyone really wants to be carrying it around nope uh, nope wouldn't mind that plus two rune it's got on it and then the half plate I'm assuming that's no good to anyone nope cool that can go in the book as well no so this steel coloured feather token um, Craig do you want me just to quickly read off what that does yeah so this steel token just before we read it as you're looking at it, can you give me society check? Ooh, it's a natural 17 for 31. Mm, yeah, you start to think, ah, oh, I think it might be familiar, but you can't quite get it. But the token itself is a basic magic consumable. Yeah, Jason, I don't know if you just want to quickly tell us what that would do. This particular token, uh, you can spend an action to activate it. Uh, and when it's activated, this uh, token transforms into a small sparrow that waits on your finger for you to relay a message up to one minute in length, along with the name and rough location of a recipient. The recipient must be someone you've met, and the location must be somewhere you've been. Uh, after receiving the message, the bird flies off to deliver it, and uh, then there's some mechanical bits about how fast it travels. Yes. Um, if the bird finds its tra- its target, it uh, it moves adjacent to them. Your words emanate from the bird, and then it flies off and vanishes. So feather tokens, there are many of these in Pathfinder 2E. There's all different types, and depending on the type, it could be a tree or a whip or a ladder, they all have different powers. But this one is the bird, and it's a steel-coloured feather. And yes, it allows it to, once activated, go and give a message to someone. Bit like a howler from Harry Potter then, huh? I believe so. 
been a while since I've engaged in the land of Potter, but yes, I believe so. Uh, so Lupin will will relay that information to anyone who was uh, wasn't aware of that. Do we uh, do we recognise this uh, this tiefling at all? Is it is it someone we'd have seen around? Because obviously Lupin's been around Absalom a bit. Again, you could roll a society check. Yep, that would be a secret one. Yep, no worries. Because it would be a recall knowledge. I was looking at him as well. So yeah, of course. Yeah, if you uh, if you're all investigating, not just not just Lupin. So Lupin and Malachi both roll their secret society checks, and neither of you can place who this is. What is Aaron and Wilhelm doing? Let's start with uh, Wilhelm. Wilhelm is currently around the corner from where the others are defiling a corpse. And uh, okay, is standing in front of uh, in front of the door where Dira was hiding. And is it safe to come out now? Is it safe? Yes, no. I w- <laughs> I was trying to figure out the the correct words to tell you this. Thank you for speaking up first. You're welcome. He opens the door, <laughs> and there before you is Dira. <laughs> Bernies. I'll show you his art again. It looks like he's got a wheelbarrow full of oh, it's, har- it's harrow cards. I thought it was cash. It's almost <laughs> like a harrow barrow. He's either had a really good night at the casino or he's on his way to the strip club. There's <laughs> like a load of dollar bills in his barrow. <laughs> Why not both? I, was, I thought you meant with the harrow cards. It's like the equivalent of hyperinflation. Hyperinflation. Pokemon cards into the G-strings. <laughs> that's, what, uh, that's why Wilhelm got that feat, so he can just go... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you see me, now you don't. What on earth happened? Goodness me, there's blood everywhere. Yes. Now, are you going to come out? Are you going to kill me? Why would I kill you? I just risked my life to save you one can never be too careful yes i will come out who's that there aaron is that you yes it's it's me good <laughs> hello <laughs> I, was, I was trying to i was trying to remember if i told you my name in that minute so i was like uh yeah <laughs> i've been doing a reading i have uh, discerned your names through the power of the harrow uh, Wilhelm, please take your hands off off my harrow barrow. It's quite quite an expensive item, you know. Oh, sorry, I, I didn't realize I was leaning on on your barrow. I, I thought that was a different one. I I knew they were coming for me. Are they all dead? I hope they are all dead. He sort of looks down at the assassins there, one draped over the front wheel. And he kind of just pushes it off unceremoniously. Would somebody please tell me what is going on here? I am afraid we are. Uh... As as mystified as to the the outcome of this particular meeting as you are, is we we came to find you and these people attacked us and now we're talking to you. Is we were hoping you may be able to shed some light as to why you were attacked. Well, I believe I I told you last time I I came into possession of this card and he starts to pull out this harrow card from his pocket. Ever since it came into my possession, I knew I knew it wasn't normal i knew it was powerful i've had this horrible feeling of being tormented being chased tell me uh, are you familiar with the carnival and he turns the card round and reveals the carnival i must say the danger that i was feeling has subsided somewhat yes it has but 
I'm scared for my life, as you can imagine. Thank you for thank you for saving me. It is, it is no problem. I, I dare say we were uh, we were probably targets of opportunity there as well. So it may not have been a uh, an entirely uh, benevolent action. Either way, it, it, it is good to have found you. Uh, we, we've been searching for you for, for some time. You're a, a tricky man to find. But may I ask why, Mr. Malice? Why were you searching for me? How did you find me? You are indeed a, uh, you are indeed an expert on the subject of uh, Harrow cards, are you not? This is true. Yes, he kind of preens slightly, and uh, Lupin produces his card again. Uh, yeah, it would appear we have also come into possession of uh, some remarkably powerful cards. Yes, it would appear that way. Do you believe it is safe for me to leave this place and return to Absalom? Well, return to the Grand Bazaar, at least. Uh, in a rather strange contradiction in terms, I believe the Grand Bazaar may be one of the safer places around here right now. Certainly, being out here on your own, isolated, is uh, is probably not a good idea. However they did it, they clearly know where you are. Yes. What worries me? I have a question. Yes? For you. Do is not there... touch my barrow, sir. Please step away. <laughs> 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 do, do you have any any idea why why you, you would have gotten the, the carnival specifically i mean are you some sort of illusionist or or are you i don't know a, a prophet of some sort did you have any any revealing dreams lately or anything I'm no prophet. I merely read the cards. Of course, since Aradon died, there are many who believe the readings are moot. They don't have or serve any purpose. I know precious little about your cards that you hold. Of course, I'm familiar with the art, but not with their power. I can tell you something through my readings in the last few days. It is my belief that these cards belong to a greater whole, a powerful collection, which I believe is known as the Deck of Destiny. <gasps> he said it! He said the thing! He said the he thing! Said it. He said it! <gasps> Superior that's, the that's, that's almost the name of the show. Almost, not quite, the Deck of Destiny. Uh. I didn't want to get in any trouble with Paizo. <laughs> I did have, not visions, but nightmares, I assumed they were. I was being pursued by a man in demonic armor, a hulking werewolf, and a monstrous black bird, all of whom taunted me with the glories that the deck of destiny was not meant for me, not meant for poor old Neral. Maybe it is meant for you. Maybe. I mean, you, you, you do know the meaning of the carnival, don't you? Of course, I am a, a well-respected expert on the Harrow. Perhaps these visions were were those false dreams that the carnival stands for. May I, uh, perhaps, uh, <clears throat> gentlemen, if if I may, I I apologize. I I'm not uh, not much of an expert on the on the Harrow. Uh, could you enlighten me as to the the carnival and its meaning? Ah, uh, yes, yes. Sorry. Oh uh, no, no, it's quite all right. So the. Do you, do you want to, or sh should I? No, no, go ahead, Wilhelm, please. If you go ahead and explain, yes, the carnival has meaning, and I assume you know 
what it is. Yes. So uh, the, the carnival is uh, is most often associated with with illusions and and false dreams and false promises. It's a card that during if if it's revealed during a reading, is often associated with with deception and misplaced hope. Yes, Wilhelm, you've you've uh, explained it well. The card is or does represent false dreams. These dreams I had nightmares I assumed the issue is this card seems to want me I've tried to sell discard and even destroy the card only to fail each time and find the card return to me I fear I may be stuck with it forever and you don't know why it shows you I mean as you could probably tell all of us have a card as well but Yes. At, at, at least most of us, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure why Medikai got the brass dwarf, I'm going to be honest. As long as, not, as, long as he's not going to follow the footsteps of his great-great-great-great-great-aunt, who was probably a dwarf. Yes. Um, I saw a little dwarf <laughs> in him. Yes, I did. But other than that, I couldn't imagine why he got this card. But the, the others, I mean... At least Aaron and I seem to have some idea why we got our cards, and Lupin, I, <clears throat> I believe, might have an idea as well. I'm not sure. <clears throat> Do you, Lupin? I'm afraid not, no. Is, uh, is, I'm afraid the particular mystery of, of my card has yet to fully unravel itself to me. Well, that disproves my theory. All right. Um... <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> it might be as simple as that, as, as I am a known Harrow reader and a collector that perhaps the carnival with its association with with augury effects and divinations then perhaps that is why but i don't know what i can do with it have you tried to give your cards away have you tried to destroy them i must confess i have i have not uh, the thought had had not entirely occurred to me i have tried to leave it behind but turned up in my pocket again, so I didn't try anything further. I've been wandering aimlessly for uh, the last couple of years, and it seems like this is the first thing that's brought me purpose, and I, I, I wouldn't want to part with it. I feel drawn to it somehow. If my suspicions are right, and there is a new powerful deck such as the Deck of Destiny... I suspect it is either a very ancient relic or a very new one. I will confess that now that these creatures have passed and the danger appears to be no longer imminent, I feel my card has a certain longing, longing to be reunited with the deck itself. I fear that if I merely pass it to you, it will simply return to me. But, uh, Wilhelm, perhaps you'd be willing to try. That begs the question, how many cards are needed for, for it to be called a deck? Well, as you well know, a traditional Harrow deck is 54 cards. Yes, but if we only count 54 cards as a deck, then there is no deck in Galarian right now. I'm struggling to follow your logic. 
I am having very deep and meaningful thoughts right now. Yes, I will try to take your card. Good. That was the answer I was looking for the first time. <laughs> Are you okay, my boy? <laughs> I think I think that was it in the head. I'm not quite sure what happened there, but he draws. I've got natural medicine. I think he just had a stroke. <laughs> Put those healing tools away, Aaron. If nobody likes to show up, please. I just right. bought them. No, <laughs> <laughs> not needed. I just bought them. I've had these ones for ages. Look. Oh, why did he say so? I'm <laughs> 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 a hero, boy, Jason. That's good. <laughs> You've heard that. Three for three. That's good. Oh, God. So, d with some ceremony, passes you the carnival card. Come on. He says, just, just uh, give it a moment. Then takes it, takes a look, and tries to attune to it with his mind. Yeah, absolutely. And as you do take the card, Wilhelm, you definitely feel this mental pull again in your mind, this swirling sensation, seeing faces unseen, not too dissimilar to the vision you had just a few weeks ago, as into your possession comes the carnival card. Ooh. He says, right, just give it a minute. I'm sure it will come back to me. And he sort of holds out his hand expectantly. Wait. 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 Uh, maybe Alakazam <laughs> after what is a slightly slight slight bit too much time Wilhelm awkwardly <laughs> hands the card back to him no and he pulls his hand away no thank you I I am quite shocked and amazed I am I fully expected it but I do not understand this is quite confusing I have no explanation tell me Wilhelm with with a card in your hand does it not instill in you a sense of being pursued or chased or I am not sure if I am the right person to ask this question to I have you never been chased before I always feel kind of pursued so I don't know if maybe Lupin Lupin check check this out and he gives Lupin the card yeah thank you Uh, Lupin just sort of stands there just, just looking at the card, holding it. Lupin, you take the card, you also feel the same, this kind of sensation. Yes, I definitely feel something. Quite amazing. Uh, Lupin, do you feel any of the sensations of being chased or pursued? No, no, not at all. I'm afraid I don't. Extraordinary. He sort of starts mumbling to himself and he starts like pulling, going into the Harrow Barrow and you'll see there's like 54 different drawers all over this thing and he's kind of shutting them pulling them open taking little notes out and stuff probably not too dissimilar from what a thaumaturge might be doing in their own pockets and um he's mumbling to himself well i can only ruminate that perhaps uh, unlike me you whoever you are are destined for this artifact's power i must say i feel much better not holding it does this perhaps imply that there may be Others out there, regardless of um, this this destiny, and Lupin sort of waves his hand slightly dismissively, are there potentially others out there 
like yourself who may be in possession of these cards that, that perhaps you're suggesting should not be? Lupin, I would I would bet my barrow on it. <laughs> <laughs> he's been waiting. He's been waiting for that. Just came out. <laughs> I know you should laugh at your own joke. Your barrow, you say? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 8 of our 750 part series. <laughs> yes, I would bet my barrow on it. That... Well, you... I'll get it out. I can't get more certain than that. If that's not a t shirt, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I bet my barrow on it. You can bet your dick. barrow on it. <laughs> uh, yes. Um. Uh, it is my belief, Lupin, all of you, as I said, these cards are from no ordinary deck. In my experience, it is unusual for a single card to ever be produced. Maybe one or two might be someone's personal artistic renditions for purely social purposes or entertainment. But for now, we have, well, at least, what, five cards in front of us? Uh. As long as Malachi hasn't eaten any, it would be six. Yes. Six? Six cards? Hmm. Peculiar. Uh, how do you know about that? You told me. Uh, <laughs> You've talked about nothing else for the past three days. You you, you told me, like, every every time you came back in from having a smoke at, at, the, at the saucy wench, every single time you came in and said... Hey, did I did I already tell you about the Harrow card I found? Uh, I really need to stop drinking, don't I? And every single time I said yes, you did, and then you told me anyway. <laughs> Literally at breakfast this morning, you walked downstairs and what has two thumbs and two Harrow cards? This guy. We're never getting out of this room. Uh, Malachi, am I led to believe that you have two cards in your possession? Well, they've given the game away now. Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> They're both stapled to your cloak. <laughs> <laughs> Embroidered with the words, two Harrow cards. <laughs> uh, let me... Uh, may I suggest something? Let us all reveal these cards. Maybe if we can gather and place them. And look at look at them together. Yeah. So we have the the brass dwarf, the empty throne, the paladin, the rabbit prince, and the vision. Six cards. Wilhelm, you are an expert on the harrow, it would seem. Do you notice anything unusual about those specific six cards? Let me see. Let, let me check the, the wiki real quick. Uh, because I don't know everything that Wilhelm does. I don't know. No wiki. <laughs> Wait, look. Look at, the, the, look at the, the top, the suits. Each each has a different suit. There, Lupin. Do they? Yes. Yes, they do. Yes. Wait. Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> My God, Lupin, you're a natural. I think they do, <laughs> don't they? Yeah, yeah, they definitely got it. It would appear that we now... Well, you now have a card, one of each of the six suits, one from the star, 
one from the shield, one from the hammer, one from the crown, and one from the book. And as Lupin comes to this realization, supported by Wilhelm, the expert, that you have <laughs> a card from each of the six suits of the Harrow deck. And Dral begins saying, Yes, I believe you've seen it. You can see one from each of the suits. But his voice becomes very distant and begins floating and wavering as a sudden sense of vertigo overwhelms you as a thunderous sound fills the air of what must be a colossal deck of cards being shuffled. The world around you flickers and fades as images of a new reality viewed as if in a series of rapidly flashing pages flipping over and over manifests before you. This vision shows a sprawling valley surrounded by impossibly tall mountains. Within the valley lie forests and swamps, deserts and plains, and a massive lake. At the valley's heart sits a lonely castle atop a low hill, surrounded by a village. A sudden sense of homesickness seems to rise up from that castle. And then just as quickly as it began, the vision comes to an end. And as your own senses return, you hear D-Rail's voice going, Are you okay? Lupin? Malachi? Malachi, are you okay? Yeah. What, what, what was that? Did you all see that? What happened? You Did disappeared there. Well, you didn't disappear, but it's like you were no longer there. Your eyes glazed over. <clears throat> Yes, it was, it was the most bizarre experience. It was, it was like a dream. There, there were cards and and hills and, and forgive me, I'm somewhat disoriented. So we all felt that. Yes, I. Aaron, so. did you also feel this? Aaron is very quiet at that feeling of homesickness that's overwhelmed him, and he looks kind of visibly sick he's like I have not felt anything like that and I don't like it I don't like that at all Malachi puts his arm around you to hold you up Wilhelm did you experience this what what happened tell me I felt a I, I felt a strong sense of homesickness I am not sure if uh if I've ever seen the place that I've seen in this vision, so I c can't really connect the dots on this one. I don't... This might be a silly question, but can I roll to see if I recognize the mountains? I was going to say, can we... Well, Like, are they distinct mountain range that I might know? I want everyone to roll Arcana, Occultism, Religion, or Nature... He rolled it secretly. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Were we? It's okay. No, I've got your numbers. Um, yeah. Malachi and Aaron. I'll tell you. Both rolled natural twenties. Oh. <laughs> Lupin rolled a natural fifteen, and Wilhelm rolled a natural eighteen. Oh, so that's all our good rolls gone for the next fucking combat. <laughs> <laughs> so you look between you as you kind of think, "Do I know what this place is?" And the answer is no. You do not. This place is not familiar to you. You have not seen it before. And yet it feels familiar. And all of you, whilst you come out of this strange vision, 
you understand that by bringing together a card from every suit, all six of these cards, you instinctively know that not only have you brought together these cards, that a new reality itself has been created. What? Furthermore, each of you instinctively understands that you could now enter this new reality. <laughs> what? And furthermore from that, you know that this new entity, this new reality has a name. And that name is the Harrow Court. <gasps> oh my God. I'm freaking out. I'm going to, um, you can see d just kind of messing with his barrow. I'm going to leave you now, if that is okay. I can see that there are things here at play, and I would feel safer back in the Grand Bazaar amongst people. Yes, I, uh, uh, perhaps, perhaps we, uh, and, and Lupin turns to the rest of the group. It is, uh, it's been a, it's been a long day. Uh, perhaps we would all do well to head back to civilization. Indeed. Well, uh, before I leave, I would like to leave you just with a couple of small gifts. Whilst I was searching around here, and there may be more to find, but I can offer you a moderate salamander elixir. This gives you fire protection for 24 hours. And a wand of true speech, level 5. For those of you before the remaster, it would have been a wand of tongues, but I have since renamed it <laughs> <laughs> to a wand Thanks of true this. speech. I will place them here. You will also be able to take the carnival card. So who's going to take the carnival then? Currently in your possession, Lupin. Yeah. Do you want to just uh, read what this card does? Because, of course, as soon as yeah. you take it and invest it, it will unlock this hidden power as all your yeah. cards have. So, uh, as we touched on earlier, the carnival represents false dreams. Uh, when you have the carnival invested, your flat check DCs to obtain reliable information from divination effects, such as augury or read fate, or the activation of this card, more on that in a second, uh, are reduced by two but not to less than two. So if flat check was two, it wouldn't reduce it to zero. Casting a divination effect with a flat check, whether or not the flat check succeeds, gives a series of subtly different visions that don't confuse the meaning, but make you stupefied one for one round. And then its activation is you can envision, which is a one action, to peer into the future and witness yourself walking through a colourful but vaguely sinister carnival meeting a variety of strange people. One of these people looks more genuine than the others and resembles someone you're likely to meet for the first time in the next 24 hours. This resemblance might be metaphorical, such as a clown signifying someone who's silly or a stilt walker representing someone who's tall. You also get a sense for whether this person can be trusted, should be distrusted or neither based on how they're most likely to interact with you and your allies. GM decides who this new person might be, then rolls a secret flat check. On a failure, the result is always neither, making it hard to determine whether a neither result is accurate. Well, augury is one of my spells. I was going to say, that feels... Aaron. Yeah. yeah, it really, really does... Yeah, that is seeing into the future and, and yeah. that stuff is just Aaron all over it. Do you want to... 
Yeah, he takes the card from Lupin and looks at it, and again, he's very shaken by everything that's just happened, you know, the, f the feeling of that um, vision, but understanding that it will help enhance his powers and maybe control them a little bit better, he pockets the card. I feel like he'd almost, like, sort of snatch it. Not not consciously snatch it, but he's like, he'd be so wrapped up and drawn to it, he'd just sort of grab it without really realising like what he'd magnetized. done. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, almost, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and he, he realizes what he's done, and he's. Uh, I'm sorry, Mister Malice. You don't. You don't mind if I take it? No, not not at all. Not at all. It's, uh, sometimes these things uh, they they speak to us. Hopefully, only in the metaphorical sense. And, so uh, is nobody else going to talk about that? We just created a new reality. Uh, once we've done the looting, dear boy. Important thing. <laughs> sorry, I didn't. I did realize. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> this is this is a TTRPG podcast. We've got looting to do. <laughs> this is why people listen. Like and subscribe. <laughs> um, Smash that like button. Uh, uh, the salamander elixir. Does anyone is anyone disproportionately likely to catch on fire? I think mm. you've got some fire resistance anyway, haven't you, Wilhelm? Yes, I. I, I am do. pretty, pretty good with fire resistance. I I can take my fair, fair share of fire. Yeah. Did you say you had as well? Um, the little Malachi. Malachi. Yes, yeah. I do. Okay. Uh, From my card, no less. Okay. Um, Aaron, you're squishier than I am. That will probably help you more than. There's well, two there's of two them, there. so there's I'll two. take one. Oh, there's two of them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You take one. I'll take. Oh, the other. Sorry, yeah, there's Lovely. two of them. Yeah. And then the wand of true speech. So, are you able to use that? What, uh, what, I think I'm to limited to scrolls only. Because I so, can cast that's one on my spell list as well. So I can. Oh, cool! Use the yeah, wand you take it. If... Wow, you've done well at this. Anyone use a wand? Can yeah. they not? Um, you need to be able to cast spells. Oh, do you? you? Need to be able to cast oh, the spell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's you can use the um, trick, trick, trick magic, magic item feat. Oh, yeah, you okay. do. Need to, you need to be able to use the cast spell activity. Okay, I will take the wand of true speech as well. Yep. Um, Aaron kind of overloaded with all the things he's carrying <laughs> in his arms, and he's like, "This, uh, this strangely makes me feel better." <laughs> Retail therapy, my boy. And, and uh, I he made a career out of it. <laughs> he turns and catches eyes with Malachi, and then just holds up two fingers. <laughs> Good throwback. Which way round? <laughs> yeah, I know, that's what I was thinking. Well, I I let you have that one. Aaron, how does the card feel? Do you, do you feel haunted in any way, or is it... Uh, it feels normal, like the other one. Powerful. I, I feel the magic just emanating off of it. All of them, the, the magic in this room is just almost overpowering. But no, it, I don't feel the same thing that Dirao felt. That's a good sign, I suppose. Is D-Rail gone yet? No, d still there. Okay. Have you put it in your pocket, Matt? Yeah. Uh, can I uh, roll a thievery check to see if I can pickpocket him? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know if I take that if you've been serious or not. Natural one. <laughs> it's a natural one. <laughs> it's a natural one for a 17. 
<laughs> Aaron, you catch Malachi trying to steal the card from you. Aaron barely has, because I'm imagining if it's a natural one, Malachi is almost drunkenly just <laughs> reaching one hand. And Aaron just literally takes a really slow step just towards <laughs> Wilhelm. <laughs> so we all felt that the feeling that a new, a new reality, how can that be possible? Wish I had even the faintest idea of how to answer that one. I um, would like to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you had already left. Uh, uh, yes. Bye. Uh, let, uh, let, let me remove this corpse from the front of your, your barrow. I do feel there might be... I saw a couple of weapons hidden there behind the fireplace. Do make sure you check there. But if you wish to find me, I will be around the Grand Bazaar seeking shelter. But be careful. I am... Um, may be able to offer some advice if you happen to find any more of these cards but do not forget these words the deck of destiny is not something i've heard before as i said it is either extremely old or extremely new and in both instances extremely worrying if there are more cards like this out there and i believe there are then you must take great care i don't know what just happened there but it was like you were all not here for a moment. Anyway, Lupin, Malachi, Aaron, Wilhelm, I bid you farewell. And he picks up the two handles of his harrow barrow, and all these little compartments suddenly fold into place and makes it much smaller than it originally was, and he wheels it out of the Rippenbarding. So all of, all of this begs one incredibly... Incredibly important question. Goodbye. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. <laughs> if he's pushing the barrow, who the fuck's donkey is that? <laughs> <laughs> Let me check something really quick. And Wilhelm sprints off to the donkey. <laughs> is the donkey still there? The donkey's still there, yeah. Clive the Abyssal donkey. Wilhelm starts <laughs> saying, in Infernal... <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand me? No. Holy shit, guys! <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's happening. Um, you're still right. I feel so, like another reality just got D Rell has left with the Harrow Barrow. You can hear him outside. He's making his way out. Wilhelm checks if the donkey is there. The donkey is still there. You are still in this room with the three dead assassins and dead tiefling. What do you do? What time is it? Time is around 10pm. It's corpse looting time, mate. There's, there's three dead assassins here we haven't looted. I can tell you that each of the assassins has a plus one composite short bow, a plus one striking rapier, plus one leather armor, and some poisons. Simple injury poisons. Okay. Any of that useful to anyone? Or Didn't he also say there was some um, weapons... Behind the there fireplace. Should we have a yeah. little gander over there? Roll perception, Malachi. Chuck the items in the uh, bag of holding oh. when we're doing that. Uh, that is a natural 20. <laughs> Whee! Hey! a 40. You most certainly do find some secrets behind the fireplace. There you find 
a plus two striking mithril long spear. Ooh. That is worth 2,680 gold. And you find an item called a vanishing coin. This is a talisman affixed to armor. It's a free action to envision. You attempt a stealth check for initiative, but you haven't yet rolled. You have to be a master in stealth. This copper coin dangles from a leather strip strung through a hole drilled in the center. Until activated, the coin becomes invisible for a few seconds at random intervals every few minutes. When you activate the coin, it casts a second level invisibility spell on you, lasting until the end of your next turn. So yet more. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we are now experts in invisibility, boys. So it shouldn't be a problem. That feels like that would dovetail really, really well with Wilhelm's new feet. You do have to be a master in stealth, and I think ah, it's, the only, yeah, okay. it's the only one ah. who would meet the requirements in the party there. It's Wilhelm. He is an expert right now, but I plan to give him master at ah. level 13. So. There we go. What about the plus two striking mithril longspear? It does feel like a Wilhelm as well, actually. So, no, he needs a one-handed weapon. It's... Oh, is it a two-handed weapon, is it? I think yeah, the it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a long Even if it wasn't, he wouldn't change his rapier for anything. Okay, so Malachi finds the weapons hidden behind the fireplace. They go into the bag of holding, not quite useful, and Wilhelm takes the vanishing coin. Of course, you've just shared this mad vision. I'm going to tell you a little bit more. Now that Drell is gone, not only are you aware of this new reality that you have managed to create... You also instinctively know how to enter it. All it would take is for one of you to concentrate on a card from the deck of destiny that you have invested, focusing on it as though you were looking through a window rather than at a piece of artwork. That's something you would all instinctively know. What's, uh, what does Malachi make of all of this, Chris? I think he's still trying to piece everything together, really. Obviously, he's quite interested in the harrow and the cards because part of him is where he did have, you know, his his destiny His is kind of linked a little bit to it. And he was a bit surprised that he he got found out with this, <laughs> with that he had two cards because <laughs> um, I thought I got away with that one. But yeah, finds it all quite weird. Still trying to puzzle why these creatures are coming after us and i guess this kind of bit here is a little bit of a light bulb moment where actually they're trying to get this power of some sorts maybe but still kind of really perplexed i suppose what about wilhelm what's he kind of make of all this he's still lingering on or should i say recovering from the statement of of the creature that disappeared next to him He's still thinking about that more than anything else. A bit distracted. Right, sort of. He's he's only there with like half of his mind and he's he's he also seems sort of out of it and very mm. not present right now. What about Aaron? Aaron, having put the new card in his pocket, his hand hasn't left it. And almost compulsively, he pulls it out again. And he keeps looking around the room and then darting back to the card. 
and this feeling of looking into a window it's almost like he's trying to resist Mm. this feeling of wanting to peer into the window of the card and just see what happens just getting that intuitive feeling that that's something that could happen and he's just looking at the card but trying to avoid actually activating this ritual or whatever it may be and what about lupin what's going through his mind after all of this i I think lupin is is a little bit unnerved probably isn't quite the right word but is a little bit sort of taken aback by by the events um he's flailing a little bit to find a rational explanation for this not being a tremendously big believer in in destiny and so on and so forth so obviously seeing what he's seen hearing the talk from derail about about destiny etc he's trying to find a way of of rationalizing what he's seen so he's a a little bit taken aback but i think he's probably not been quite so so bothered by it i suppose as, as the others are and as you all kind of take stock and you find these weapons air on you, you this pull that you feel intensifies and this card that you cannot take your hands off it's almost like it wants to be held and it wants to be looked at Aaron can't resist he looks into the card and as Aaron stares into the carnival everything around the edge of the card begins to swim in and out of vision and all of you feel again this swirling lost sensation and after around one minute as you focus through the card as if looking through a window rather than at a piece of artwork a stationary portal appears in the air in front of you its edges resembling the quick riffling of a thick deck of cards as a portal bursts into existence in front of you and the curtain comes down. (laughs) 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 Oh my god. What a grounded low fantasy adventure this is. Yeah. (laughs) I... You've been listening to Describe Your Kill, The Death of Destiny. Find out more at describeyourkill.com. Thank you to Paizo, Michael Gelfi, Creator Cord, Sirenscape, Kevin McClaude, Foundry, and Sigil Services. Get all the links on our website. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com.